Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like the episode, give us a like, share, follow, and, uh, well, let's get on into it. So, this week's character, more of a talking point on what we thought, what we think of the character. We're talking about Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat. And I'm curious, Joker, any thoughts or opinions on this character? And I know absolutely nothing about him, but I, li- I always kind of liked him in the games he was in, just because the concept of having kind of like the light weapons was always kind of cool. Oh, so heck yeah. I always liked him. I, I'll not, I'm not going to lie, as, a, as somebody who's like a Hispanic indigenous, Anytime there's a character who's of that, I'm like, I don't, I don't question it. I just get it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm playing that character. Yep. I want, there's so few of us out here. I need to play that character. I also did like how well-rounded his like move set was. He really was. Like he was a decent character. Like he was a lot of fun to play. Also, you know, any of us who grew up and remember the, the what was it? The second or no, it was the first movie, Mortal Kombat movie when he shows up and that like. I thought it was a he was a cool character to be like a spirit guide for the main dude. Honestly, I kind of it's been so long since I've seen the original too. I kind of forgot he was even in him. Yeah, he's the one who teaches uh, Liu Kang how to turn into a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> and then we got to watch that claymation fight scene in an already rough CGI movie. Yeah, those those first movies were horrible. They were. I, I still love to go back and I'm, watch. It's, it, what, it's like the. Uh, 90s Batman movies. They're horrible, but they're fun to go back and watch every once in a while. Oh, 100%. So, honestly, like, I always love the character, but we're about to go into his real-world stuff, and they get a little... I get it. I get it what's happening. Okay, so starting out. So, Nightwolf is a fictional character in the Mortal Kombat fighting game franchise by Midway Games slash NetherRealm Studios. And he would debut in Mortal Kombat 3 in 1995 as a Native American shaman. Nightwolf has received mixed reception overall, as his portrayal in the franchise has been criticized as a stereotype of Native Americans, but this depiction in the reboot games has received more positive reception. And I feel like part of that comes in from they learn from the first time yeah, and try to be a little better the second time. Which we're going to kind of talk about it in some of these articles and their opinions, but I I can definitely... You look at the character and you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah especially as we talk about in this next one is the way they kind of talk about it. Yep. And so Nightwolf is often unfavorably discussed in the context of the portrayal of Native Americans in video games. Boone's description of the character in the April 95 issue of Video Games and Computer Entertainment provoked a comment from a magazine three issues later. Quote, unquote, for a character described by Midway as a non-traditional Indian, he certainly has all the trappings of one. Let's see. He wears feathers, war paint, swings a hatchet, shoots arrows, and could there be a scalp fatality? <laughs> so, like, he really was. Like, yeah. Like, he's, like they said, like, for someone who's not supposed to be... A stereotype? A, yeah, he really was. Yeah. It, like, it's, 100%. It's one of those, like, when I read that, I'm like... Yeah, I can't even really argue with that. No. They basically they basically took John Redcorn and they're like, "What well, if we gave him face paint and a hatchet?" Right. And like they do that with, they did with him what they do with a lot of the other cultures, like everything from like the Native Americans to the Vikings to typically the Japanese and the and the Eastern Asians, like it's always something stereotypical. Right? 
And like, I get the issue too with him being a supposed to be a modern day one in that they could have just had him with the long hair and just wearing a normal, like have him with like a full sleeve leather jacket or some shit. Unfortunately, we didn't really have a good concept of a modern day Native American in the nineties. Yeah, no, there were... we were still running on a lot of those stereotypes and, and media. Lo- yeah, and for a lot of the cultures too. So we've come a long way. Thank I'd God. say. Okay, so in a 2008 feature on Native American stereotypes in video games, Games Radar Plus design are designated Nightwolf as the warrior trope. While this pro-Indian sentiment is certainly heartwarming, much of Nightwolf's character is wide of the mark. Uh, the site added that the act of sin-eating, his role in MK Deception, was actually European in origin. Which, yeah, even, like, as an indigenous person who's researched into my culture, I'm like, that's not a thing. Like, I saw that he was, uh, like, that he gained sinning. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and, and none of that makes sense for anything that's not European in nature. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you think about where a lot of the religious stu- stuff kind of started, a lot of it started out in Europe. Exactly. So, of course, it's not something from the Americas. And the indigenous people wouldn't do it. Exactly. I do, I do, like, it's one of those, like, I know, I, de- I generally try not to speak on issues or uh, issues that some people from the actual reservations have, because I understand. I grew up in the suburbs. I'm, like, two generations off the reservation. I don't have the same issues. I'm just happy to see some representation. So when they talk about, like, oh, he's a total warrior trope, all I'm thinking is, like, aren't all the characters in the game, like, from whatever culture they're from? Pretty much, yeah. Because it's a warrior fighting game. Like, it's one of those, like, I get it, but guys, like, if we're going to complain about him, then all the other characters also kind of fall into a lot of those stereotypes. I mean, then, especially they're going to fall into the, in the game that they're put in, they're all going to fall into the exact same stereotype of their culture because they have to be warriors to be in this game. Yeah, and they're all known for being warriors from their culture. I mean, I don't see any Australians complaining about the guy with the laser eye being a sleazy crook. Right. <laughs> I mean, then you really, really think a lot of the best-known people from Native American culture all are warriors. So it's not like they're not taking it from the best-known people. True. Because a lot of them are that type. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's one of those like given the context of the game, the warrior. Child, I feel like that's an unfair statement. Yeah, the other statement, hundred um, like the solely. Yeah, the hundred percent. I'm like that's yeah, that's not ours. That's not our culture at all. <laughs> so Robert Nator of Hardcore Gaming 101 would say, quote unquote, in the mid 90s, it was practically an unwritten law that every fighting game had to have either a Bruce Lee clone or a Native American. Night Wolf takes up the latter slot because yeah unfortunately that kind of was the 90s yeah. you had the I- icon of bruce lee yeah or it had to be honestly the only other real good culture at the time in the 90s was the native americans because we weren't really getting into the big of the rest of the east asians or any of the viking stuff yet we hadn't really introduced like at like african culture characters yep. and stuff like um like black panther i'll give them the credit there that was a big win for introducing those cultures oh yeah in. yeah so the, for the mid 90s you know unfortunately those were the two that you went to yeah it and I, like i said we've come a long way folks so <laughs> gavin jasper of Den of Geeks Complex deemed Nightwolf the top stereotypical character in video games in 2012. 
describing him as the epitome of every red skin feather wearing sports mascot and old cowboy movie uh, serial. Uh, he wears war paint on his face, a feather in his hair, and the sleeveless vest as if Geronimo himself just gave, just gave it up. Yeah. Exactly. If you've never played the games or watched the movie from the 90s, they just described the character. Oh, yeah. The only thing that I might question on that, I don't remember a lot of characters from 2012. I question if he really was the top stereotype. I would argue no. I remember a few of the time where I'm like, who? Like, he's probably in the top five, sure. Definitely top five, but I think there are a few characters we could make some real arguments for. Like, don't get me wrong, he's definitely in the top list, but I don't know if he's quite the top. I'd say it's a debatable among the top five. If we went back and looked up some video games, I'm sure we could create a list of our own. Probably. We should probably do that one of these days. That'd be fun. So, in the study, Representation of Native Americans from Literature to Video Games, Samuel Martinez Linares uh, stated, Although Nightwolf is in fact provided with real tribal background, his Apache heritage seems to be mixed up with other cultural religious practices that are not related whatsoever to two Native American ones. Uh, Samuel would determine his rhino charge attack as outdated since rhinos have not existed in North America uh, since the... Pliocene? Pliocene. Epoch. Epoch, there we go. Never even seen those words. I have, but I was also a dinosaur kid. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're the dinosaur geek, so of course you've seen it. (laughs) And yeah, I get it. I definitely get that. um, Because there is is brought up uh, the problem with the character being... like I. Because there are a few tribes you could have went with if you're going for a warrioristic character. The problem is he also does have some tropes from other tribes besides the Apache. I feel like part of that, while they took one of the, I guess, better well-known warrior-ish tribes, they tried to in- like to include everybody else. Yeah. Which, it was like, he's just an overall stereotype. Which, honestly, it's one of those, if you're going to do that, I think the smart way would be like have have it be like a, Na- like a Native American who doesn't even know his culture, so he's just been picking pieces. See, from, that'd be so much better. That would have been like, you know, it's like, oh, wait, isn't that a Navajo-like thing on your neck? And he's like, well, yeah, I don't know what tribe I come from, and that's so I've just been wandering the tribes and learning from them, trying to get some semblance of who I am. Say so that'd be a much better way to do that and oh. to handle the situation. Right? Like, I, like, yeah, I love that idea. So in the same study, uh, Linar's, uh, Linar's compared Nightwolf to T-Hawk from Street Fighter series by stating their long hair, uh, bow and arrows make it hard to distinguish T-Hawk from Nightwolf, which reinforces the idea of the pan Indian construct. Meanwhile, in Enacting video game development uh, through indigenous-led creation, author Maya's Landboat opened his portrayal as a violent tribal warrior with magical powers, produces harmful stereotypes perpetuated in popular media. Which, yeah. I'll say, unfortunately, all of that is uh, very true. Yep, very true. As well as those, like, I think they could have... Um, I think what would have helped is if they had introduced two two indigenous characters, one being the straight up like a warrior with just like that's his main power set is warrioristic attack yep. moves, and then another with like actual like magic moves. 
be just the shaman. Yep, be just the shaman instead of like just this weird like like oh no, he's all of them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really go about that very well. <laughs> you know, the nineties. <laughs> okay, so folks, um, that's kind of what we have for real world. It, it, he's just a very controversial character. He got revamped that kind of fixed some of it. But, but not enough. Not enough. So that's all we really have for real world. And honestly, we haven't seen the character in quite some time now. So I doubt they're going to bring him back. Be nice if they did maybe get actual indigenous person on the team to be like, like, hey, can you tell us if this is okay? You know, like they do with all the military movies and they get actual soldiers to help. Exactly. So we're going to move on to in-universe. Because at this point, there's a hundred more articles, and we're just going to be repeating ourselves. So, in Mortal Kombat 3, although he's introduced as a historian and shaman, Nightwolf does not live in the past. He is, uh, he is a proud and fierce warrior dedicated to the cause of good and, and is in contact with Raiden through visions. I mean, I guess they had to add the shaman somehow, so I was like, okay, we'll give him visions. Yep. I'm not, yeah, uh, we're going to get into this. I, I, I actually felt like reading his in-universe in lore and watching the cutscenes. I'm like, this guy's actually kind of a bat. Like, this guy's on the ball. Like, in, in the actual universe, he's actually a pretty good character, pretty cool. Yeah, like, I loved him in the games, like, story-wise. So, as such, he draws both on internal and external spiritual energy to enhance his strength. Although his patch of tribal land provided a virtual uh, virtual protective area for the Earthrealm warriors during Shao Kahn's invasion, Nightwolf prefers solitary work to uh, companionship. Which I get it. So, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> so he had been warned of the coming invasion by a vision from Raiden. As such, he was full, uh, fully aware and prepared for the events as they occurred including attacks by the Khan's uh, extermination squads, as his homeland was protected by shaman magic. Nightwolf would soon be joined by the other chosen warriors. Together, they traveled back to, to the East Coast uh, and prepared to battle against the Emperor and his minions and would win. So start taking notes, Raiden. This is how you prepare for the coming battles without, without screwing the pooch. Every time. Every time. So, Nightwolf returned during the events of Mortal Kombat Deception. In the events leading to the game, Nightwolf suffered reoccurring nightmares of Unaga the Dragon King resurrection. And we know what happens with Visions, but here's why he's better than the God of Earth. (laughs) So, he would recognize these as a warning, but despite knowing a new threat was coming, he was unable to stop his nightmares from continuing, uh, coming true when the reptile transformed into Unaga. He tried, but that was, that was one of those that wasn't his fault. <laughs> he didn't cause the thing to happen. So, fortunately, he was prepared. See? As, uh, as his forefather handed down the means with which he could defeat the Dragon King, the Sin Eater, which involves absorbing the sins of his tribe. So, he's just going Ghost Rider on this. Yeah! <laughs> That's all I heard. The real Ghost Rider move. So, fearing the possibility of hurting his friends after he became the Sin Eater, Nightwolf chose to face Onaga alone. He would travel to the Nether Realm, drew Onaga's uh, soul to him, and release his ancestors' absorbed sins to remove the, the Dragon King from Reptile and bind the former to the Nether Realm. And see, that is how you deal with a threat. Yeah. 
Like he saw things coming. He had visions. He decide. He took his time to decipher the visions. I'm not gonna throw everybody else at risk. Yeah, I'm gonna handle this on my own. And I'm gonna get the job done, Raiden. Yeah, if only he ever paid attention to the people he chose to fight for him. Right. <laughs> no, we're we're just having fun poking at Raiden because he sucked. For those of you who <laughs> still bothers me, right. So for so those, much. Here, here's a little bump to that episode, too. For those of you who don't know, go check out Ray episode, and you will see why we have such disdain for the person. God of Thunder, my <laughs> So in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, having completed his quest, Nightwolf uh, was guided back to Earthrealm by his spirit guide. Along the way, he received visions of a battle where an unknown power was forcing par- participant warriors to fight each other. Okay, so getting new visions. Of course. Uh, his visions slowly became reality when he agreed to help Johnny Cage and his allies combat the fallen elder god uh, Shinnok and his forces. All right. Okay. Which, I mean, it's one of those, like, you know what's going on, but you're like, oh, we need help fighting. It's like, well, I mean, if I don't, this is probably going to happen anyway. Despite being weakened by his fight with Unaga, Nightwolf uses his remaining magic to relieve Katana of her burden and took custody of Liu Kang's spirit. Because uh, apparently she was walking around like possessing Liu Kang's spirit at this point. <laughs> we could probably do an episode on her another time. <laughs> so in his arcade ending, Nightwolf would defeat Blaze and absorb his power. As a result, he is sent to the spirit world and become the ultimate shaman. He finds Liu Kang's spirit and guides it back to the physical world, making him human once more. See, he's just, he should be the god. Yeah. (laughs) He's so much better than the actual god of Earth. And I remember in the games, like in the Mortal Kombat games, I decided to watch all the cutscenes one night. And this guy seems more on the ball than Raiden. Like he seems more level-headed. He's like, hey, we got to figure this out like he sacrifices himself at one point because he's just trapped with the bad guys but like he he's on the ball he's already proved that he does better and has succeeded more often than Raiden ever did yeah and also I love it too because none of the things he did caused the horrors to happen Raiden everything that Raiden did caused the problems this dude was like made him worse yeah this guy was like maybe I should stop decipher the vision and then act (laughs) so that's what we got for uh, his in-universe lore and history also awesome that he basically becomes a god pretty much yeah yeah like a spirit god suck it Raiden (laughs) Man, we man, we were really talking some smack on him. He deserves it. Right? Okay, so let's get into abilities and powers. And it being a Mortal Kombat game, I'm not going to go over every single like fight move and mechanic he has, just his main ones. Because there's just so many combos you can do with every character. So, Reflector. This is pretty cool. Uh, he basically glows green and redir- redirects projectiles back at opponents. An enhanced version uh, is called is called Absorb and allows him to use projectiles as a source to regain some of his health. So Moonlight Reflection amplifies the attack as uh, Nightwolf uh, teleports behind the opponents. So teleportation, redirecting, able to absorb. Heck yeah! Spirit Arrow a, creates a mystical bow 
Uh, Nightwolf shoots mystical like spirit arrows at people. He can shoot up to three at a, three at a time, and that in one go. Uh, Rhino charge. He glows green, then quickly dashes forward, and knocks his opponents backwards. This is called uh, shoulder in MK11 and forward. Uh, the enhanced version is called Power Charge. After the innate hit, Nightwolf strikes the opponent a second time, dealing increased damage. Uh, lightning from above, he basically calls down a lightning bolt from above, which is kind of cool. Uh, the enhanced version is called Thunderstorm and hits uh, the opponent skyward. Ancestral Light, Nightwolf raises his tomahawk and summons a pillar of light that strikes the opponent. This ability requires two ability slots. Uh, amplifying the move summons a bolt of lightning after the pillar that knocks his opponents off the, off their feet. Lightning arrow, he creates uh, an energy bow imbued with lightning. I feel like that was pretty self-explanatory. Uh, spirit of Kibah. Nightwolf summons his wolf spirit, Kibah, to increase his damage dealt by 15%. For some time, connecting or being struck by a crushing blow or fatality ends the effect permanently. I mean, I feel like if somebody killed him, yeah, that would. Oh, that was us prematurely. <laughs> oh, prematurely. Yeah, I feel like killing someone would end their buff pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's able to amplify this ability. He also has a spirit co- of Como where he summons, ba- uh, summons a bear spirit. Uh, decreasing the damage Nightwolf receives by 20%. Basically, yeah, he basically is able to bolster himself by summoning spirit animals, which is pretty cool. And that's kind of the like main basis, basics of his powers. Yeah, we're not being stereotypes. Right? <laughs> Let's give him spirit animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah. Also, shout out to Tom for giving me this character. It was supposed to be a quick, easy one, and I just ended up reading a bunch of articles about racism. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, into other media. Uh, in video games, he appears in Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat Deception, Armageddon. He appears in the 2011 reboot, has a minor role in no lines in Mortal Kombat, Kombat X as a Revenant, and is in MK11. In the movies, he briefly appears in the 97 film MK Annihilation, played by rapper Little uh, Lightfoot, and is in a flashback in the animated MK Legend Snowblind, and does show up in a 96 cartoon series MK Defenders of the Realm. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> He's, he had more than I was expecting. For what I remember in the game, kind of being that side character. Yeah. And he wasn't part of that. He wasn't always a part of the main group. So he had a little bit more than I was expecting. He did. And I'm, it's one of those, like, I know he's stereotypical, but just, I'm still, I gotta say, I'm just glad to see some representation. I'll take some any. Some is better than none. Yeah. I'll take anything at this point. Uh, you know, they didn't kill him off like five minutes into the film. Slipknot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we ask the question that we ask every time. Joker, you a fan? Yeah. I mean, I already kind of was anyways of his character, but knowing more about him now and knowing how much better than Raiden he is, way way more of a fan now. Yeah, I'll say I don't care about the stereotype. He's better than Raiden. He does a better job than Raiden. 
And also, I was already a fan of playing with him because of how well, well-rounded he was, so I'm a fan. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.